0: After spending nearly his entire adult life at Syracuse, Jim Boeheim is out. Autry is in. We'll talk about Syracuse's very, very heartbreaking loss at Greensboro today. The irony of it being in Greensboro for Boeheim and just what the future may hold for the program, positive or negative. We'll also talk about Boston College's loss, but did UNC potentially lose too? He is retiring as the longest-tenured coach in D1 basketball history and the only one with 40-plus years exclusively at his alma mater. Jim Boeheim is out at Syracuse after 47 seasons as a coach. Again, he has been a student, a grad student, an assistant coach, and a head coach, spending most most of his adult life as a part of the Syracuse family, Always will be, but an interesting day for the Syracuse Orange men as they had a buzzer, near buzzer beating ending to their season, which has already been up and down as it is. Damien Williamson from Wake Forest, 77-74 victory, but it was the way Bayheim went out that has everyone swirling because it was like a half-ass retirement announcement and then an official like, all right, well, if you don't want to be here, bye from the program. This is Locked on ACC. I am Candace Cooper. Welcome Kenton Gibbs. As we talk through today's ACC tournament recap, as well as the biggest story coming out of Greensboro, North Carolina, which is where the ACC tournament is held, and that's Jim Boeheim's departure. Kenton, Thoughts around Jim Boeheim's very awkward conversation post-game for the Wake Forest-Syracuse matchup in the ACC tournament.
1: What's up with all these coaches getting forced out? This is some nasty work. This is some real nasty work, especially remembering that we just saw two giants in the game go out on their own terms in their own different ways, right? Roy Williams kisses the floor, goes on, you know, goes off into the sunset, Rides off into sunset. Still around the program. Uh, Coach K had his um, his uh, what's that what's that thing called? Uh, the farewell farewell tour. tour. He had his farewell tour. Everybody, and their mama gave him flowers. These teams are better than me. I, maybe I don't have no class in DeCrom. That that may be the West Side of Detroit in me. I don't got that in me. I don't got that in me. Oh, we love. Thank you for beating us all those years. We love you. But an ambassador for the game. I don't have that in me. But. Thank God these other teams do. They're better people than me, you know? So, more power to him. He got his farewell tour. But boy, Mr. Bray, Mr. Behan. Mmm. Mmm. In the words of that character from uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, the camera loves your nastiness because this is a nasty situation. I mean, Jim Behan said, hey, it's the university's call. Jim. What you doing? You at their age? Mean, you- though, I
0: don't know why it's a shock that he said it's the university's call because in the day it's pretty much been the writing on the wall that Coach Beaham, in my opinion, was going to be out. I think you know his curmudgeon approach about answering some of the questions from journalists about whether or not he would be able to still remain the head coaches. I mean, it was just pretty obvious that he felt a way about losing the Syracuse program, not because, you know, he wanted to, but that's just the nature of, you're not winning. It's time to move on. It's time to change the color of the guards.
1: You know, I here's another thing that I really want to throw out here, okay? You and I, both millennials, right? And we've been in the working world for quite some time here. I mean, for millennials, it's hard to imagine being at one job for like eight years, let alone darn near 50 Man, listen, it's time. You know, you've had your fun. You won your games. You got you a natty. You got you a natty in there. Coach, one of the greatest scores in NBA history in Carmelo Anthony. It's time. Ride off into the sunset. You know, the, the tournament and, and Bayhams Army, they they might need a coach. They might need a coach. Go get your boys back. Go get the crew together. But it's time, man. And And I'm going to say this. You know, I don't have the grace and decorum in me to celebrate my opponents, but to the people who gave me 50 years worth of um, employment or 50 years worth of being one of the biggest names in the game or, or the people who allowed me to become that to some extent. Right. The people who just let me flourish and go through the ups and downs. I would leave with nothing but love, even if I was being forced out when I felt like I still had something left in the tank. All I would leave with is, hey, man, it's been a great experience. You know, I'm a Syracuse lifer. I'm an orange lifer. Okay, and it's been great. It's been real and it's been fun. I'm telling you, it's been real fun. But it's time. Thank you. all
0: When you look at head coaches, coaches of college basketball, Mount Rushmore conversations were had. A lot of people. Some people are saying I wouldn't put Beheim quite up there. Some people are saying, of course, he is the Mecca. Where would you think he falls in terms of greatest basketball coaches? I don't. I don't
1: know if I'm. A, I mean, listen. I don't know if I'm gonna put him on that Mount Rushmore, because Mount Rushmore has four heads on it, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jim, we like you. Why not? We like you a lot. I mean, listen as much as whoever you like, whoever you don't like in terms of um, head coaches in, in college basketball, there are just some that, I mean, if you put him on there, who do you take off? Right? Like the goat, John Wooten UCLA went years without losing a single game. <laughs> years. Got Lou Alcindor now known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar out from New York to come all the way out to California. Uh um, He is who he is, right? Like, you can't argue him. And then next, you would say who? Coach K, right? Coach K would be the next guy. I don't think you got too much argument there and and anything going on there. And then after that, you probably say who?
0: Dean Smith.
1: Dean Smith. Obvious third. No arguments there. And then fourth, do you really want Jim to be that fourth? Do you really feel like he's in a class with those guys when you think of all the other coaches? That have been magnificent for quite some time. That have more national championships. That have more Final Four appearances. That have more of all those things.
0: But when you talk about tra- consistency and changing the game, or having a said set program in it, sort of being that's your system, and everyone knows you for said system, that's also being, you know, an ambassador of the game in a major way.
1: But I don't, I don't just think it's about an ambassador thing. I think it's about excellence. I think it's about excellence.
0: I mean Syracuse was pretty ex consistent when it comes to excellence. Like, but I guess we just mark of what does what do we consider excellence, right? If it's national championship or nothing, how many programs are at that level?
1: I mean, that's fine, but even if we go just uh conference championships, right? Like, how many conference championships does Jim Beheim have? I, I don't feel like he has a number that just jumps off the gym and warns, like, all right, there is nobody else that you can look at. There is nobody else that you can say can fill into that fourth coach spot because you know some folks may not like this but i mean roy williams would be a guy that you look at and you say how do you knock him out of fourth bill self out of kansas you look at him and how they have been whooping the wheels off of everybody in the big 12 did you know that they went on nearly a a decade and a half street where they won at least a share of the big 12 title every year
0: i didn't know that
1: what do you what do you do with that? How do you say we want Boeheim instead of him just because he was there for 47 years? Bill Self ain't going to coach Kansas for 47 years. But also, he's not going to need it to accomplish everything that Boeheim accomplished plus some, except for total volume of wins.
0: Well, has Big 12 always been of the same caliber as the ACC and as competitive?
1: Well, the Big East and the ACC are better basketball conferences than the Big 12. So, yes, you could say it's easier to win over there. But still, to that level... To the level where like you're not just the standard, you're like everybody knows coming into the season we're competing for coming in second or tied for first. That 100%. is that is bonkers. That is like wow, craziness.
0: A hundred percent. We'll talk through Wake Force's win, but you know, I think overall Beheim gave a lot to the game, should be applauded for that. But yeah. I think it's the way he left and how it was more like you're not fired. But you're kind of fired, so you can call a retirement or however you want to. And the tweet coming with it less than an hour of him having his post game speech is pretty crazy to me. Listen. Considering the man has 47 years, you didn't give him a nice formal exit, you know, interview post comp uh, post season conference, post-conference where he could have announced it and all the things, give him his flowers, let former players come back and do all the pomp and circumstance. Like, I think that was missed a little bit in Syracuse's uh, decision.
1: All of you older coaches that are listening to this show, learn. let me learn you something, as they say in the South. I'm from the west side of Detroit, but I've been down here long enough that I think I can sneak that one in there. Let me learn you something. These programs are not scared to give you a retirement. You hear me? I didn't say retirement, refirement. When they no longer want you there, they feel like you've been there long enough. Your time is done. They're not afraid to give you that. Yep. So when you feel like that writing is on the wall, go out on your own terms. Go out when you feel like, hey, it's getting close. The sun is going down. Let me go play with my kids. Let me go you know, like Jim Calhoun did at, uh, at Connecticut. Let me go coach some D3 basketball or something. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's I time. mean,
0: yeah, he, being the winningest coach at Syracuse, obviously being the winningest coach at Notre Dame, Mike Bray, like it's amazing to me the exit strategy for both, and hopefully this can be a learning lesson. But, again, for all the years that he's coached, happy that he is going to go to the next level. I'm not sad about him, leaving. I think the program will be better off for it for sure. It's just I didn't love – How the exit went but you know just my opinion Now, as we move forward towards more ACC tournament coverage make sure you guys are tapped in with FanDuel America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 those bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets or get a chance to get a bigger payout with the same gay parlay. Don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs here of Locked On ACC. We talk through each and every day about all of our favorite teams around the conference. It is tournament time, so we are ready and locked and loaded. Wake Forest again beat Syracuse thanks to Mr. Williams's three with about seven seconds to go, sealing the fate for Syracuse in its season. Jesse Edwards, Judah Mintz, did all they could. Some argue Judah Mintz should have been freshman of the year. He gave quite a performance to do everything he could to get that team the dub. Came up short, but good on Wake Forest for getting the win. First one for Coach Forbes is moving in the right direction when by any means necessary, and then move forward.
1: This ACC tournament is so interesting because there are so many teams that they're right outside of, like, anything outside of winning this tournament you're probably not getting in and yep. this Red force team is one of them and they they got a break to go in their way and in march that's all you need you need a break you need to keep it close and get a break and they got one at the end there uh with an excellent shot from williams uh that's that's where uh, you know they come away with the win here seventy-seven, seventy-four.
0: They have an opportunity to keep things rolling for a Hoop State conversation that we'll have here just a little bit later. They'll face Miami on Thursday at noon, so they'll kick things off for us from a tournament perspective. Pitt, was able to squeak by Georgia Tech 89 to 81. Game a lot closer than the score showed. It was pit for the majority of the first half. Georgia Tech, though, would not go away. They kept cutting the lead down to five, seven, three, two, tie. Like it just was very much Yellow Jackets trying to fight and claw their way into it. But you know, Pitt's offensive unit with Henson and Burton proved to be a little too much. And Sabande really, Sabandi, excuse me, proved to be a little too much for the Yellow Jackets, ultimately. Good fight. We've shown some promise, but, you know, not the Yellow Jackets way, for sure.
1: I told you that them, these teams that were playing on the first day, they were not going to make no noise. That that noise was going to be real. It was going to be a whimper. It wasn't going to be a bang. But anywho. Uh, Pen- Peninsula P, get your boys. Get your boys because they out here messing around and playing around. And you know, in the, in the uh, ACC, the more that you mess around, it, it's not a linear graph, as old boy made on, on TikTok, where it's to mess around and find out. Oh, no, 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 no. It's exponential growth. Once you get to a certain level of messing around, that thing skyrockets in a hurry. They better not keep playing this game.
0: Yeah, a thousand percent. North Carolina beat Boston College, probably the most Lopsided game of the night. Well, top top
1: <laughs> say Now hold on, now. wait a
0: minute. 85-61 victory for the for the Tar Heels. I think that you know as much as we want to applaud North Carolina for being very offici- offensively efficient. It came at the cost of Armando Baycott re-injuring that left ankle that he did at the Virginia game. He went out. They had to bring his family down. People were saying, should he come back? He did come back in the second half. People were saying, don't put him back in. Give him time to rest. But he, quote-unquote, wanted to show that he was capable, more than capable. Eventually did go out of the game to rest it because it was pretty nice lead for the heels. Caleb Love, RJ Davis have found their stroke. RJ Davis leading that offense more being the main ball handler. It's been nice to see that notion. I think for me, the most surprising I knew the game was going to go different when Caleb Love gave up a shot and it was like, two minutes into the game, gave up a three and passed it and fed Armando. And I was like, okay, maybe the tide is actually turning. They're understanding the assignment and playing for each other.
1: You know, this game produced what was the tweet of the night for me uh, from a good friend of mine, uh, Brett Friedlander, and I'm going to read it for you all here. Justin McCoy hasn't done much during his UNC career, but he'll always have that exclamation point dunk at the end of this one. Hilarious on a lot of fronts. Oh, Brett means well; he really does. But boy, what a funny tweet! Anywho, this game was one that I mean, it, UNC did what they had to do. Um, I they're another one of those teams you keep winning and you win and you'll be in. I don't see any other road for this team. I don't. It's not there, not there for me. Not really seeing it. But they have a chance to win this tournament, and so you know that that's that's their shot. That's their their path to making it, and so far, they're successful on that path.
0: And I think being the first four out and having Armando Baycock be injured and potentially out certainly does not help their case. But, you know, we can talk about that here as we preview today's games. NC State, 97-57 victory over Virginia Tech. It was all coming out swinging. Baby T was in full effect make it 3s out the gate and I think you could just tell he had been waiting all day to just unload on whoever was going to be the opponent in NC State basketball doing what it does best and that is playing together. It was nice to see them just flow, NC State being in a groove, not have a first game exit or be caught up in, you know, just the over the moment, maybe getting outplayed or underplaying to what they're uh, potential is. So it was, it was nice to see NC State doing what we know they're capable of.
1: This thing got ugly early. I mean, ooh, I'm in the gym working out, watching the game, and I'm just like, okay, this is, whew, this is a this is a tough one. Uh, but with that being said, NC State was one of those teams that I feel like they're in. I feel like they're good, but they couldn't afford to lose this game. They could not afford to lose this game if they wanted to be comfortably in. So with that being said, it's a good start. They have a path to get in without winning the tournament, but you don't want to have a first round or, yeah, technically a second round exit in the ACC tournament because, I mean, the best of the best haven't even played yet. So there's that.
0: A thousand percent. So speaking of the best of the best, let's roll through tomorrow. Today's matchups: Wake Forest in Miami. As I mentioned, Wake Forest being the number one seed of the tournament, they are co-champions of the regular season for the ACC. I think the Hurricanes are the team to beat. They have shown themselves to be very much mildly and forceful when it comes to offense, but also defensive efficiency. Isaiah Wong, Nigel Pack, you got Omir. You know, I think it's just. Miami right now, I'm feeling like it's Miami and everybody else. But Wake Forest, day two, can you come on some halfway fresh legs and shock the t- the conference? Could happen.
1: This is a team in Miami with tournament experience, with good tournament experience, with deep tournament run experience. And so it makes sense that you're looking at a shorthanded, undermanned uh, Wake Forest team that you should go out there and dominate. But, ladies and gentlemen, it is 2023, the year of our Lord and Savior, 2023. Everything that can't go wrong will go wrong. So, Miami, don't let it go wrong for you. Don't play around. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Eat your food. Don't play with it.
0: I definitely think that we. this is going to be the first game that we feel the absence of Demari Monsanto and his three-point efficiencies and helping Wake Forest stay in games, and it's just going to not be enough for the – Demon Deacons and the Hurricanes are going to ultimately come out on top. Let's talk about Pitt and Duke here, who will face off at 2.30-ish. And Pitt being a team coming off, having to play in the second round. Duke Blue Devils on fresh legs. This is Duke. A whole lot of young people They say they don't feel like freshmen anymore. They feel like they are vets in this game and can play as such. We'll see if the X's and O's Shire versus Capel come out to be in Capel's favor with his, you know, leadership and you know tenure as being a coach in this game for a little bit longer than John Shire, especially as a head coach. But John Shire could be coming in saying, "I'm hot and heavy and ready to go."
1: Greensboro is close to Durham, but not close enough. I think that uh, I think the Pit gets the job done here. I think they take care of Duke. Um, I think that this is a, a game where, you know, Duke, great at, great at home, on the road, pedestrian at best, neutral site, pedestrian at best. I think that Pitt finds a way to come away with the win here.
0: Is this a neutral site?
1: I mean, technically. I mean, you know, yes, it's Greensboro is much closer to Durham than it is uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but, you know, I mean – at, at the end of the day, if they're not in Cameron, mm, uh, it's tough. It's a tough goal. For.
0: Sure. I think because of the time that they play, sometimes you'll see North Carolina fans in the building a little bit earlier to cheer on the opponent of Duke, whoever that may be. And so that could be an opportunity. But unfortunately, North Carolina doesn't play until 7 p.m. So you might not see that as much. Or even NC State folks, you know, it could be anybody but Duke-type energy, especially because the hoop stay is always about – trying to get your in-state opponent up out of there. Speaking of North Carolina, they beat them once. Maybe they'll beat them again. They're off against a really good Virginia team who's probably looking for a lick back. Hard to beat Virginia twice. We always talk about it's hard to be a team three times. It's hard to beat Virginia again. They have a great coach who studies film, and it really applies that to his players. You got Reese Beekman, defensive player of the year. Kihei Clark, who's playing more games than anybody in their mama. I just feel like without Armando Baycott, it's going to be very tough for the Tar Heels. Without even Armando at 100%, it's going to be tough.
1: Um, The only way, the only path that I see for North Carolina winning this game, one of the other guys has to go legend. They have to do something that is like, wait, Unforgettable, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We have
1: to look back at this game for the next – 10, 15 years and say, that's the Caleb Love game against Virginia, back against the ropes. They were looking like they were going to get taken out of turn. That's the only way that they've got a shot. But on top of that, Virginia's going to have to have a cold offensive night because if Kihei Clark is scored, we all know him as the uh, all-time assist leader at Virginia, but if he gets to scoring, if Gardner gets to scoring, if McNeely comes in off the bench and gets to scoring and they do so efficiently, and they can force, um, they can force North Carolina into bad long shots that end up in long rebounds where they can get out on the run. Yeah, it's gonna be a long night for the boys in baby blue.
0: If anything, I think Leaky Black could probably feel snubbed about being Defensive Player of the Year. Should do is really be a lockdown defender this game. Like this is gonna be his game where he says, "You guys snubbed me." and I'm going to make sure you remember that. That has to be coming from a five-year vet. This is his last opportunity. If they don't beat Virginia, I just can't see the path. I don't see the path to them getting an NCAA tournament. They need this win arguably more than anybody else here in this field. And I can make that argument for Clemson as well because as they face NC State at 930 on ESPN, Clemson, especially being ranked fourth, you got, you got to come out. Doing
1: the damn thing. Clemson, surprisingly enough, and I, I hate that it is this way. I, I hate that it is this way. They're one of those teams that they don't need to win the whole thing. They need to win multiple games to get in. Mm-hmm. They need to win multiple games. They whooped the wheels off into <laughs> the State, And when I say whoop the wheels off them, I mean down to the chassis. This It got nasty last time they played. With that being said, some people are arguing that DeQuavion got his swagger back. Kale looked like Kale. DJ Burns did DJ Burns' thing. Clemson earned the double bye by beating NC State. Does Clemson take advantage of the rest that came with the double bye in this game? I think it'll be exciting. I know for a fact it'll be much closer than the last contest. Absolutely.
0: I think it's like, you know, when it comes to regular season, this ain't that and that ain't this tournament time. You really got to throw the records out of the book. I think Hunter Tyson, P.J. Hall, the big boys are healthy. It's going to be a big test for D.J. Burns, but the offensively, can Brevin Galloway get the boys going? And can, you know, J- Jarkell and Traquavion not get cold? They were hot tonight. Can they get just as hot, if not more hot, to head into a quarterfinals matchup that could help them propel them to semifinals and then finals.
1: How we'll does, see. How does the fish grease at the church cookout boy? I mean yeah. smoking. That was ooh, what a sight to behold.
0: And it would be it would be awful if they couldn't buy a bucket when they definitely have, as we saw tonight, their capabilities. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that one. And as we roll through, again, I mentioned potential for four North Carolina teams to get into the semifinal situation if Wake Forest upsets Miami, if Duke upsets Pitt, if North Carolina upsets Virginia, if NC State's take care of business against Clemson. Three of them have to be upsets. I think the fourth one definitely could be a well-deserved conversation. Crazier things have happened. I don't think it happens here, but you never know.
1: I mean – I I believe that Clemson swept NC State this year in basketball. I'm pretty sure. I feel like that's like
0: I said. This ain't that. That ain't this.
1: But again, I'm gonna tell you this: if I'm if I'm Coach Keats, I'm walking in that locker room, and I'm just turning on uh, NBA YoungBoy Prince of Utah because I need all shooters coming out. I need there to be a parade inside your city. Yeah, I need that energy from my backcourt. If this game is going to be again and my front court, I need y'all to bring some black Air Force energy. But with that being said, again, Clemson is swept them for a reason. Like this is a Clemson team that matches up really well with NC State. Uh, so, again, this is a game where, you know, I I personally would think Clemson would be the favorite, but we'll see.
0: I think that NC has talent. They haven't played up to it, especially in these Clemson matchups where they're more than capable of beating them. But, you know, okay. Cra- okay. crazier things have happened. We have so much coverage here for ACC, but as well as college basketball around the Locked On, po- Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you guys check that out. We're about 50. 50- 50 away from our 1,000 mark, so we're looking for those subscribers to get there. Please make sure you download, subscribe to the pod from anywhere. Follow Locked On College Basketball, follow all of your local teams. Locked On Syracuse, Locked On Wolfpack, Locked On Canes, Locked On Pitt, Locked On Blue Devils, Locked On Tar Heels, Locked On Louisville. There's a lot of our conference shows, or excuse me, our, yes, our conference teams that have local experts and they're all going to be giving you those Quick Locked On Now is talking about their game's breakdown, Locked On Pit, fun times had by y'all, so make sure you check it out. Candace Cooper, Kenton Gibbs, we're out of here, but we'll, st- we'll be back for a quarterfinal preview on tomorrow. Until next time.